So I always wanted to get into acting. I thought that was would be my entry point. But I was a very responsible child. I know no one, no one can believe this. But I was like, no, I think I need to get a degree first because while that acting thing doesn't work out, at least I have something to fall back on. Yes, so responsible. So I, I studied law and psychology, but I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it, and then I moved to India because I thought, you know, let me take a break. Like I got my BA. I said, let me take a break before I do my my masters or my post grad, and um, and then let me see how I feel after this one year break. Fifteen years later, <laughs> I just never went back. I didn't complete my law degree, um, but then I found comedy instead. Okay, so yeah. how how did how did it go down with your parents? You know, because a lot of people who want to sort of take on unconventional careers, yeah, um, always struggling with their parents. With their so how was it for you? So here's the thing, like I. I I I'm, like fortunately my parents were really supportive and I'm really grateful for that. Like they were always, you know, when I was a young child my I used to actually have a I call it now a stand up bit that instead of you know dance for Sharma ji sing for Sharma skit. Like every time a visitor came home they're like do that comedy skit, do that comedy skit. So I think they always knew like that there was something I loved and so when I said I wanted to go into this they were like yes. go for it uh we know that you have this talent and and passion so go for it so like i don't have a sub story about my parents not supporting me because they did support me um but i guess we have we, everyone has different challenges i guess okay um, awesome yeah that's terrific so they they were supportive they let you do what you wanted to yes and and you found your calling 15 years into the field okay yes um so for people or sort of you know want to follow in your footsteps could you give us a sense of we have a question what is your advice to people who are not pleased with unconventional career choices yeah that is a it's a good question i don't really like um i don't have a, like an answer I, i don't know what it is that you could tell your parents i just know that um you know i feel like if you if you do your work and if you if you work hard and i know this work hard thing sounds so lame and so generic but like if you show but if you work hard like if you show that you have conviction behind what you're doing and and you you do it well like i know a lot of my friends parents did not approve of what they were doing and then they became successful and now their parents are like that is my child huh? that is my that is my son that is my daughter huh? she it is her on netflix so like i feel like when you do it well and you i guess become good at what you do your parents automatically fall into place so just i feel like you should just go for it and give it your best shot um interrupting you with the fan mail sumukshi sharma says big fan big yes. yes thank you sumukshi sharma big fan of you ma'am so <laughs> like sumukshi sharma is my contemporary and another phenomenal comedian in the industry and um it's because of her like to have like female comedians like her in the industry to have people in your industry who support you is really it's very important and i'm very grateful for the, the friends that i have parashar is also saying fan thank you amol big fan of you i don't know who you are <laughs> i have a i have a question here uh, what's it like to give critical feedback to comics who are your friends and how do you go about doing so i don't give feedback i don't give feedback unless i'm asked if someone asks me for feedback i give it otherwise they don't want my they, they didn't ask they don't want it so oh amol amol hey amol i do know amol sorry i didn't realize it. um but yeah if people don't um 
like comedians don't ask me i don't give them and when they do then i will i will like tell them what i really think um and i, I it hasn't backfired as of yet so i think it's i think it's important like no i i don't none of us are trying to bring anyone down like we're trying to help build this scene that's very small and very in its nascent stages so like we're trying to build a scene here so i don't think anyone's really out there to bring anyone down okay. yeah uh so kanis i've had the fortune of seeing your sort of journey um yeah want to know like you know what were some of the bigger obstacles you faced like i want to get a real sense of what it takes to become the superstar that you are today what were some of the main obstacles and you know what what happened along the way um so like yeah viva like you said i know viva just we were on a phone call earlier and she you mentioned that she cut my netflix special and she just came as a friend to support and she was like i can't believe it was actually good i was like what because she had watched me in the beginning when when my talent was very raw and i was still trying out and i was like it's really nice to have like to know that i've grown in my as an artist not just in popularity or whatever else that comes with art but that i've grown as an artist is really like it was really nice to hear that um sorry what was your question viva sorry <laughs> i know some of the big obstacles you faced you know like what are some of the um, challenges you faced and continue to face even today like i hate bringing this up because i don't want to like keep focusing on this but i have faced obstacles being a female in a very male dominated industry it's true that i have failed obstacles i mean i have faced obstacles again i don't want to bring too much attention to it but like when you if you ask me that question then i'm going to say that's what it was like audiences are not always ready to hear women do comedy um mm. hear topics that women tend to pick and the reason why we pick a lot of the topics that we do pick is that we've been told our whole life that we can't talk about these things and now we have a platform to talk about them and we're going to talk about them and so i feel like that's always a struggle like even with this ladies up it came out and there was a flood of uh, hate on twitter about how women can't do comedy and women shouldn't do comedy and it just became this big thing and we faced that a lot is just trying to like like just continue doing our thing despite like the backlash that we do get uh it's there what can you do about it we're still going to do we're still going to do what we're doing so keep doing what you're doing kanis cuz yeah. you're breaking barriers Thank and you. sort of making the path for people who are going to come right after you yeah i hope so question from megha yes megha i've been as a mentor ah in your comic show with comics town you've been mentoring people yes so how has that experience been and has it been a learning experience for you as well 100% you know like so here's the thing like i'm so i was so focused on improv for like majority of my comedy career like i am the improv person i studied improv i loved it it was my passion i my passion i really took to like uh grasping that as a as an art form um and then stand up kind of was also there and i something i wanted to try but was very scared of like going and standing on stage alone and then bombing and then you have no backup is extremely scary but so stand up is something that it kind of came into uh my career like later uh, and wait what was the question oh comic As, uh, sorry yes so how mentoring helped me was while i was doing improv like because i was also learning how to do stand up a lot of i learned a lot from comic stan myself from like judges feedback from like what this like what the performers were performing like i got to learn so much more about stand up so in a way it was a very helpful um experience for me as well being a mentor on comic stan so while i i was doing my improv thing i was also learning so much about the the, the stand up art form okay yeah. um 
So since you have been a mentor, um, what advice do you have for people who want to, you know, sort of be in your shoes? What does it take to be, you know, a star stand-up comedian or an improv artist? What are some of those qualities that, you know, you would look to refine? Um, so like if you want to get into improv, you do need to take an improv course because there are like guidelines and principles that you need to learn to be able to do that, um, to do that comedy form. So like there are a lot of people who I do workshops, I haven't done in a long time, but like every year I try to do a workshop. I know Improv Comedy Mumbai, they do a lot of workshops. Um, I know Neville Barucha, Barucha, if you follow him on Instagram, he does a lot of workshops. So if you want to get into improv, definitely find a workshop. Stand-up, on the other hand, I feel like stand-up, you just need to write, watch a lot of stand-up, write, and then just get up, to, get up on stage at open mics and just keep trying out different jokes and different things that you've written down to see which is what's funny, what sounds like you, what works for you. Like it takes time to find your voice and your rhythm in stand-up comedy. So you just need to do a lot of it. Um, so, and like, yeah, hard work. <laughs> like, sorry, I know I keep, so I keep saying this because they were like, when I did my Netflix special, like, because I'm so improv in nature, I always like try, I always, I end up winging a lot of the stuff that I do. Um, because it comes naturally to me and I'm more on my element when I'm winging it. But for my special on Netflix, I decided to like, I was like, okay, let's work hard at something and let's just see what the difference is if you work hard. And oh man, guys, working hard pays off. I didn't realize that was a real thing. <laughs> I was like, what? Working hard pays off? Um, yeah, but like I would hit like two to three open mics a night for two months, just like working my material, improvising jokes. They would work. I'd go back and write those improvised jokes and make them like, scripted jokes um, and it was a really fun process to like build that set okay so. just so you know I have a request uh, yes. from Rahul for you to speak in Hindi so whenever you feel like breaking it from Hindi the next question you ask me I'll, I'll, I'll do it in Hindi, can attempt the next Hindi. Question. I also the next have a question. comment from Vish Pillai saying Kanis please make a bird sound like you did on the general fun game show oh yeah okay Okay, I hope what you were you got what you were looking for, Vishpillai. I'm so uh, glad this is such a profound, enlightening chat. <laughs> okay, uh, on, a, on a more serious note, moving from uh, bird sounds, um, <laughs> how, Sorry. how do you make uh, money in this field? You know, I mean, since this is a show focused on careers, uh, mm -hmm. we want to know, you know, how, how, how do you make money out of being funny? Is this even a real profession? It is a real profession. It is a very viable profession. Um, and like, I can tell you where I make money from. Um, I'm sure there are other streams that be, like other comedians use other streams of making money. But I know because of my online presence, because I've uh, been able to build a fan base on my Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, um, I get a lot of brand deals. So we make our money from brand deals. Brands like they want to associate with those numbers. And so they give you money. You also make money from a lot of OTT platforms have now. Obviously, they've come into India, Amazon, Netflix, etc. So a lot of the platforms, um, they also pay you to write shows, to do your specials. So this is where a lot of the money comes from. And of course, live shows. Like if you do a number of live shows and you sell that many tickets, you will make money from that. So I know like a lot of the bigger comedians who sell out stadiums and huge rooms make a lot of money from their live stand-up gigs and also corporate shows 
wow, it's not always the, the best. It's not always the most fun thing to do, but they pay really well. Mm. So live corporate shows are also a stream of income for us. Okay, so you said brand endorsements, live shows, corporate shows. And OTT platforms. And, and, making platforms. and online content. Okay. For all of which yeah. you need a fan following on your social media platforms. Well, for, for, for branded deals, you need a social media presence. Okay. Uh, OTT platforms, they're just looking for good content. Uh, your live shows, you can build that on your own. If you're a good comedian, you'll automatically build your, your audience. Um, I know a lot of also the live, a lot of the live comedians who focus on shows put out a lot of clips of their stand-up comedy online. And that's how they build their live audience. Um, and uh, yeah, and what's the last avenue I mentioned? Branded and, and then OG platforms. And then corporate shows, again, uh, that's also like word of mouth. And then if you're like seen around the scene, corporates will tend to like call and ask for you. I, I don't okay. do a lot of corporate shows personally, so. Okay. Uh, I have a question from Azmat uh, London Hi, saying, Azmat. can you give me advice on how to handle it if someone doesn't laugh at my jokes or if I get nervous? Oh my God, it is, that's the thing with like stand-up comedy is like with improv, you're with other people. So it's like, it's, it hits less. But with stand-up, um, there's like, I, so because of my improv nature, like there are a lot of times my jokes don't land, but I will... I, I go back to talking to the audience when that doesn't happen, or I'll try to like, I'll try to like segue into the next into the next joke without creating that awkward silence. So I'll maybe talk to an audience member, um, and that takes a lot of, like you have to be on stage a lot to be able to find your like find that, find that rhythm that you use in your in your stand up where you can kind of cover up for the lags. Mm. Um, otherwise, you just people don't laugh and you just move on to your next joke. Um, I remember like when I first, when I first started up, so I just want to mention, I, I watched a video once of me doing stand-up and I started in the front of the stage and I just bombed one joke after another, just bombed and bombed. And then I watched the video by the end of it, I was literally at the back, at the, like, like just leaning against the backdrop because I was like, oh my God, I just want to get out of here. But I guess I just had to stay there and just finish my set. It's, it's interesting. I know when we chatted earlier, you also spoke yeah. about rejection. And uh, on my last episode, I had an entrepreneur who also kept talking about, you know, receiving 150 rejections from the Yes. yes. So it, it's almost seeming to me that, you know, the series of rejections is ultimately the key to success because you keep learning and growing and refining. Correct. Correct. Like, it's like if you can wade through the rejections and you can, like, you know, find yourself to, like, get over the rejections, like, I guess in entrepreneurship as well, like, you do reach a point where, you, you've learned so much, you, you get to the other side eventually. You do get to the other side. But if you don't have the stomach for the rejection, then you might not reach that other side. So, so ask my hands there and don't let you know, people get Yeah, you. just keep, like the rejection's good because you'll get to the other side faster. So keep, keep failing. Keep you failing, right? Keep failing, guys. Question from Vibha Pundir. Hi, Vibha. Oh. Hello, Vibha. Oh, it's your namesake. Which is your most liked brand? I don't want to say that. Then the other ones won't give me work again. What do you mean brand as in brand that I've associated with? Uh, maybe you can talk about just your favorite consumer brand. Either. Maybe it's not necessarily what you're endorsing. Well, I really, really want to. I know something that I haven't been able to do. I, they have never worked out, but I really want to endorse a car brand because I'm a really good driver. But a lot of time the car brands go to the males. 
I'm like, no, like, and half these males don't even know how to drive. <laughs> and I'm a really good driver. And so that's one of my dream brands to work with would be a car brand. Was a car that's brand? A, yes, a car brand. Like, like some, some like transportation brand. Because again, they like just never like, I don't know, they've never come through. And I, I love driving. And so I feel like that would be a brand that I could endorse with heart. <laughs> Like, and maybe it goes back to your whole male-female point, you know, they, were, they probably don't want females endorsing maybe. Um, what they consider a very masculine purchase. I mean, I, I get it on some level. If the males are making the decision to buy the cars, then I get it. But there are, a, there are, a, but there are females who are also making that decision. So I'd like to, I'd like to you know, um, think to them. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I have a question here from Akshita who asks, was handing out the imaginary baby to an audience member on Ladies Out part of the improv? No, oh my God. Thank you for asking that. Because I was just telling Viva that, yes, it was part of the improv. It was like, so at improv, like when we build, um, when we mime objects on, on stage, we're like, we're taught to respect those objects. Like if you're drinking something, and you can't just drop your glass and do something else. Like you've created a glass now. So make sure you put that glass down in a scene. Make sure you realize that you've created something um, real. And so in my stand-up, when I created like this object of a baby or, a, or the condom, I was like, I remember like in that moment being like, oh my God, I have something in my hand. I have to put it somewhere. <laughs> I can't just drop my hands. Um, so one of my very, my improv instincts kicked in without me realizing that it, it, like without, it wasn't like a cognitive thought. It, like it wasn't cognitive. It just kicked in very instinctively, intuitively. Um, that was really fun to see that happen. Okay, I have a question from a very special 10-year-old, Hussein Merchant, oh. who asks, oh, hey. what inspires you to get your jokes, please? Hi, Hussein. Okay, he, he obviously can't reply because of her life. <laughs> you know what, I mean? um, what inspires me to get... So I do, I get a lot of my jokes right now in stand-up from my life. A lot of my jokes are anecdotal. I talk about like what it's like, like even if you've seen my special, I talked about a lot of per very personal um, like experiences and things that, that have happened to me. So right now in my life, I do a lot of anecdotal comedy and I just take it from my life, things that I'm going through. Also, sometimes I do notice things around me and I think a lot of comedians have developed the skill of just seeing things with a with filter of like, oh, that could be a joke. Oh, that could be a joke. <laughs> so like sometimes like, even when I'm talking in groups, someone will say something. I'm like, oh, that's a really funny premise. I could maybe build a joke around that. So I've just become very observant about my surroundings, which is where I get a lot of my comedy from as well. So a lot of it is, is drawn from real life, huh? Yes. Most of my comedy is drawn from real life as of now. But let's see. I also feel like I'm also, I'm growing constantly and I might find a new voice in the, in the future. So let's see where that goes. Okay, I have a question from Asad. Hi, Asad. Is there a market for live sketch comedy? So we do try. So again, like I feel like improv and sketch maybe fall into a very similar bracket in terms of like, it's been harder to build an audience for those forms of comedy than it was for like stand up. Um, but I think like, I, I, I feel like in years to come, that will change. So I think like if you've watched sketchy behavior or uh, go straight, take left on Amazon Prime, with Kanan Kenny, Sumuki and Naveen, like they've done, they shot a live sketch show and they made it into a, a, a digital content, I mean, uh, into, into, onto OTT show. Um, I think we are working towards that as well. It's something we do enjoy doing. Um, yeah, so I, 
right now i don't think there is uh, like there is like um you know it is a viable option but i think in the future we will be able to build that as we're building comedy as a whole you know, I, i've always wondered in in your field um you know, I, i consider you guys artists right basically you're creative you're creating content where do you sort of land yourself on the spectrum of art versus audience you know how much will you tweak your art to suit your audience and how much is the audience feed into your art yeah you know see, even for me like it was i do battle that a little bit like um like i want to put myself out there but sometimes you do get hate or feedback and then you try to think well it's what i'm doing not really like sticking with the crowd is it not what they want to hear but i feel like uh in live shows i kind of just keep my online i keep this personality like what i show online and what i show on stage and what i show in real life they're very similar i don't actually have different i don't actually have different characters that i play on different platforms um i i just kind of i i am myself in all of them so i just i feel like with with live audiences i don't really try to tweak or pander to the audience i just do my thing and i feel like a lot of my live shows people who know me from online come for my live shows so i don't need to really tweak my myself to my audience um i haven't been in many situations where i do need to tweak it so right now i'm just sticking to my guns as of now you know yeah okay and it's working so we're glad you're thank you here. thank you so much <laughs> i have a question here from mishreen who asks do you look for comedy in tragedy wow ooh I don't I mean I don't yeah I think that's like I think that's what makes me like survive like that's a survival like a survival instinct like that's a survival tool for me is to like yeah something tragic happened and let's look and I know that's when it crosses the line into being maybe offensive a lot of people don't like to hear it but for me when I'm dealing with tragedy like the first thing I go to is looking for the humor in it and I think I get that from my dad which um which it's like something i learned as a kid my dad would also like make jokes in very like serious situations again not people don't always appreciate it but it is my survival tool and so i do go for i do go for what's the comedy in this cuz we can laugh at this we can find something to laugh about in this mm, wow that's a great way and this great way to grow up actually wow yeah it is it is it is it was nice instead of like playing victim or just becoming wallowing in it i was like okay what 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 joke can we write <laughs> how do we make this content <laughs> i have a question here from radhika ayer hi how radhika. do you deal with a sexist comment oh my god it's just there's so many like i feel like now i've just numb to it because it's just been so much like of course like sometimes it still affects me but like when people say women shouldn't do comedy or all women talk about a boobs and vagina and periods and i'm like you know we we we're all growing we're all going to find our voices we're all going to find content that you know that's 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 ours like i don't really i don't i i get upset the truth is i get upset i don't really i try not to read it i try not to react to it but it upsets me but at the same time i realize oh wait i'm still here and i'm still doing my thing so it obviously doesn't it's not going to stop me um but i don't reply i don't reply to it Okay so you ignore the comment but it, it I do comment, Of course it does yeah it definitely affects you but like I guess I'm my skin's getting thicker and thicker so and again like the fact that I'm just here like the fact that I continue doing it means that it doesn't get to me to my core right because I so continue <laughs> like I feel upset and the next day I'm like okay what can I do today so um, Okay um I, I, coming back to the career question you know since yes. this is a career focused show 
you talked about you know different avenues of making money but as as an artist you know how much backup you have for you know the contracts and the money signing deals yes. and all of that and, and how how do you just sort of outsource all of that to you know a manager or is there someone who sort of can yes. do all that dirty work for you and you can just sort of focus on your you know <laughs> it is dirty work oh 100% we have i have i am managed by a company called oml only much louder um they kind of they got into the scene before it actually blew up so they managed some of the biggest comedians in india and um and yeah i feel like they were visionaries in terms of like they started they signed us on before we became big and maybe we also became big because of them who knows <laughs> no, but like i know that they were visionaries about it and so they uh they also created like i i'm going to give oml credit for creating a scene that made comedy viable like financially viable like because of them we made we are making the money that we're able to make not everyone there's some artists who also make as much money on their own and with other managers but i know especially in my case personally i've made my money because i've been associated with oml and because they've created a marketplace for comedians that didn't exist before like we didn't have a marketplace a comedy marketplace before it wasn't we didn't have an industry it was not we didn't have bollywood or music there was no industry for comedy um so i feel like the comedians along with like i know for me oml created a marketplace for me so okay so shout yeah, out oml for doing yeah, that yeah big shout out to oml for doing that seriously because in a lot of creative spaces i find like the artists get lost you know they don't understand how to monetize their talent yeah thanks to oml yeah and then, like again there was nothing to there was no existing scene so we all kind of built this together sure. uh, we built this industry together and they were a huge part of that Okay, I have a question from Karan Bhargava who asked uh how do you find comedy in your daily routine especially now so with the lockdown how are you hmm. doing with the lockdown so we are like doing a, i mean like i have been i'm i'm writing currently i'm writing a show so i'm using this time to actually write a web series uh because i thought why not i so i'm writing I'm, me personally i'm currently writing a web series um also over the weekend last weekend uh we organized done my but myself amshila and oml we organized a um a streamathon where we kind of got 88 comedians together and we raised money for two ngos for covidindia.org and uh, kashtakari panchayat we we raised money and so basically we streamed from tanmebat channel and we all the comedians came together in 30 minutes slots we were playing games and like uh like like doing all sorts of things every 30 minutes and then people would donate so we're also using this time to like come together as a community and um you know we're all sitting at home doing nothing anyway so we might as well get together and we managed to raise like over 18 lakhs which i'm really happy wow. as a community as a comedy community we did that so uh that's what a lot of us are doing with our time right now and then uh yeah so i'm writing and i but i feel like i should do more on my social media which i'll get to maybe i'll write another song i like writing dumb songs on my ukulele so i i heard your song on the yeah? it was fabulous <laughs> I left you commenting it on repeat mode. It was on repeat mode for a day. Thanks, Viva. Uh, a lot of people are cheering your effort on raising money during COVID. So well done. All of us. It was the whole community. The whole community that did that. So um, I have a comment from Gorav Kethwani who says, "Please sing the song that you sing for your friend Ravi." Oh my God! I, that's very specific. But basically, <laughs> know, every Sunday, it's very. But I sing a song for my friend Ravi every Sunday, and it always starts with Ravi, Ravi, Ravi. I'm with you. I am so happy. <laughs> it's very. No one knows what we're talking about. But yeah, I like singing random songs. Apparently, I didn't realize that was a thing. <laughs> and, and it's a Ravi Wal thing, no? It's a Sunday thing. 
Yeah, so yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh my god. All right, now you Thank got you, another Vibha. twist on that one. Okay, yeah. I have a comment from Uktika. Oh, she says we would like to know your story. Hey, Uktika, we went through her story and how she started comedy. If you hear the replay of this, you will um okay, there are more people asking for Hindi. Say something yeah. in Hindi. So, you asked a question and I'll answer in Hindi, Vibha. Cuz I can't randomly like speak Hindi. Okay, so someone's asking Atif one is asking is it true that you were born in South Africa like you always joke about? Ha ha, ye sahi hai. Main aisa kyu bola main sahi nahi hai. Main South Africa se aayi. Mere mummy papa Mumbai the Mumbai tha, magar um uh 1981 aur ek wo South Africa mein gaya aur wahan pe mere mummy mere mummy ke bahar main aaya aur um wahan pe mere What is birth in Hindi? जन्म वहां पे है तो मैं साउथ अफ्रीका से आई रहते था और जब मैं बीस और एक साल था मैं मुंबई आया और तो ये हाँ ये ये आई मीन मैं ऐसा नहीं बोलो मैं उर्दू में झूठ हाँ मैं झूठ नहीं बोलेगा ये सही है Thank you. Very sir. well done. We, let's try another one in in Hindi. Oh my gosh! Uh, a comment from Prash. As a comedian, do you think it makes sense for someone to teach comedy, or is it a natural talent? Like, is it something you can learn? Something you have within you? I feel like it's something you can become good at. Like, yes, there are people who have an innate talent. but there are some people who worked really hard and consistently like consistently and they're really decent comedians they're good comedians because they've just like they've had to put the extra work in it but it paid off for them so i feel like um i don't necessarily think it's something you can learn like you can learn it learn it as in you can practice and become better at it um but uh, and then it's something that like you think you think it's something that sort of innate No, if you ask me personally, I don't think like some people have it innately, so it's easier for them. But some people can like practice it and become better at it. The more you do it, the more you learn it. Like you can become better. You can become better. Yes, you can become better. And some people it comes naturally too. So I guess it's that's with everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I just feel like in a lot of creative fields, a lot of uh, people who are trying to get into the creative fields, they constantly yeah. asking this question. You know, like, yeah. do I have it in me? Can I learn it? Can I go to, you know, take a formal class on something and pick up on this skill? Because you, you did some formal training in New York, right? Do you want to talk about a little bit of that? Yeah. So like, I like when I when I realized I loved improv and maybe I did have a knack towards it. I also realized I need to learn more about it. Like, just having an innate talent or a raw talent. also won't get you far by the way like you have to either you don't have it and you work hard or even if you have it you still have to work hard like either way you still have to work at building this the skill one way or the other one way or the other um so like i realized after a point that i had learned everything i could about improv in india so i was like okay let me go to america and learn more which is what i did i went to magnet theater and upright citizens brigade in new york these are two of the best improv schools and i enrolled in in some courses and i picked up more talent which is why when i came back to india i started teaching because i was like okay this is what i learned i'm going to bring it back to india and that's how i kind of became associated with improv okay so you yeah. did go through this formal training and then i did i did go through this formal training. like improv you can learn and okay. when i when i but with stand up i guess you just have to do it a lot and actually with both improv and stand up like even if you learn basic stuff you still have to 
keep doing it to become like better at it like you sitting at home and writing and perfecting your script while some comedians do do that like it will only get you so far at the end of the day you have to go up on stage and see if that material works you don't know if your material if your art works when no one's you're not receiving any feedback on it i have a question from d gandhi on the same topic is asking when do you actually write when do you practice So you want to so, know, I guess at the time of the day or like when, when does this sort of creative process happen? I guess it just happens when it happens. I don't I I don't have a routine. Uh and I, a routine doesn't work for me. It doesn't. It's not like I can be like every day from 2 to 4 I'm going to write. It just my my brain my brain doesn't work that way. So sometimes I'm like the other day I woke up at like 4:00 in the morning and I I dreamt of a premise and I like wrote it down next to me like on my phone. Like I just typed it out. I have a notes page for jokes. I just typed it there. and i went back to sleep um so like like inspiration comes whenever i know that again sounds generic but it's true and um and so when i think of an idea i try to write down the premise and a lot of times i'll work with other comedians to kind of see if that premise is funny or what more can come out of that 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 premise and then i will write a basic joke and then i go on stage and i have a basic like structure and then i will like perform it and i'll i'll improvise on it but this is me personally and then that's where i'll find that's how i'll build a joke okay uh, so i won't write it down to the t but i know like people like sapan varma and other comedians write down words or like azim banatwala they write down every single word so different people have different methods of like coming up with their material okay great i hope that answered your question yes. question from asad will you ever conduct workshops on storytelling scene painting and other advanced forms of improv I will I've not I don't have plans to to be honest. Uh if I do I will start with my basic improv classes. Uh I don't feel like I have enough knowledge about improv to do advanced teach like to teach advanced improv. Uh right now I know the basics and like level 2 or up to level 3 but I don't think I've also dedicated that much time to like learning. Like I want like I still want to go back to New York now and I want to do level 4, 5 and 6 at these schools. So I think I need to learn more before I like decide to like impart any knowledge okay. yeah uh another question is who is your favorite indian comedian we can extend it to anyone you draw inspiration from um i like i really like appreciate everyone's um i think my favorite i really enjoy this one comedian's work like i really find her funny and that's uruj ashfaq i really enjoy uruj's like comedy I also find I also I'm very inspired by Sumukhi Suresh. Um she's just very she works really hard. She's very talented and she's just done some really like Pushpa Wali that which is I don't know if you've seen Pushpa Wali on Amazon Prime. If you haven't please go watch it. It's a brilliantly written show. Um and I like I'm also just taken back that this came out of India. Not to like put down anything else that comes out of India but I was really put this way, I was really excited that it came out of our in- comedy our, our industry. that's such a good show came out so i find i find inspiration for a lot of my colleagues because they're doing great things and i'm like all right well i can also do it then i think that's what it, they just kind of show me that i can also do that if they can do it um, okay and i'm sure they think the same but they're drawing inspiration from well yeah that it's a very like symbiotic like relationship that way like we we push each other and we help each other we inspire each other and that's that's the beauty of that question from mr fleeback kanis op <laughs> sorry is improv the toughest form of comedy no as an i everyone will say something different a stand up comedian will be like improv is difficult as an improviser i'm like stand up's very hard 
So I just, again, I think it's not, and also the thing with improv is like, once you learn the guidelines and the principles of improv, it becomes like when you just watch it and you're like, oh my God, how did they do that? You don't realize that we're actually following basic rules, which is why it looks a little bit more organized, hopefully. Um, but yeah, there are rules to follow. So I feel like it is easier because there is a structure to work within. Okay, going to take the last question from okay. Megha Varshnik. Do you think the rifts between comics post-2018 will ever heal? Yeah, I think also as an industry grows, like, like when it's small, everyone's together. And as it grows, it's gonna, people are going to find their camps, right? So like, yes, while we did like take a big hit, we, some of us will heal, some of us won't. And it's okay, we'll just continue doing what we're doing. I think everyone still has enough space to grow into their own. So I don't think anyone's careers were, were hindered. And yeah. Okay, I know we've gone way off time, Kanita. Oh, really? You for 30 minutes. You've been oh, that's fine. I'm having, a super, I'm having a great time. Um, do you want to sort of end with the... Just, a song? Just no. advice. You could end with a song. Some people are <laughs> asking you to sing. Some people want to hear some dialogue from you. Specifically, uh, some Tati dialogue. <laughs> Basically, the Tati thing comes from, I played a game on the streaming, over the weekend when we were streaming, I played this game called Yeah, Hey, where you have to guess things. And so one of the games was Yeah, Kiska Tati, Hey. And I just gave different animal, pictures of different animal Tatis, and you have to guess which animal that Tati belonged to. <laughs> so, well, that's what uh, it's for. A lot of people were very grossed out by that game. All right. I'm going to end this. Okay. Um, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Viva. I think it was, oh, they want to hear something in Hindi before you go. you want to comedy karo, talent Jao, apka ek, ek, ek anecdotes apka life mein, socha funny story mein life mein, up stage mein jayega, apke funny story bolo, or that's a good, ye, ye shuru ho jayega apka comedy ka career. That was, I gave really good advice so badly that no one's going to be able to follow it. <laughs> that was, those were fabulous closing words and fabulous advice. Uh, thank you all for being here. And if there's a specific career that you are, you know, phasing, and you want me to bring on a guest from that career? Yeah. Please let me know. Oh, uh, psychologist, psychologist, Thank you so much, Viva. Thank you to everyone who came on the live and asked great questions. And um, Shabbakhir and Jayshi Kushkar. Thank you. Godspeed. Bye. Ah, I'm still here.